Welcome to Road to Play Podcast. I am your game master, Kent Blue. We are an actual play podcast where I play tabletop role-playing games with my friends from all over the world. So if you're ready, grab a player sheet, grab some dice, and let's roll to play. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Rotoplay Podcast, a very proud member of the Rotoplay Network. I'm your host, Kent Blue. This week, we are back in Cliffsdale, South Carolina, for our continuing story of We Die Here, which is a wonderful game by Steffi Devon. Check the show notes for links to go support Steffi on their Patreon and to buy this game, We Die Here, from DriveThruRPG. You should be doing it. It is an amazing game. I just I fall more in love with this game the more we get together and play it. This session, things get pretty intense. We have some pretty frightening dreams, nightmare sequences, and near the end, some, uh, some things from the past start to get dredged up. So it's a lot of fun. We had a great time recording this session, and... I'm so glad you all get to hear it finally. Big thank you to my players who have made this game super, super special. Jay, Kristen, Trevor, and Kate. Such, I mean, just amazing players. I cannot wait to, to, to go further with this story and play other games with them in the future. So thank you all for playing this game and making it what it is. All right, not a whole lot of stuff to really talk about in this intro. Uh, Stick around at the end for a promo from our great friends over at Brits on Bikes, a fantastic Kids on Bikes podcast that you should be listening to. But yeah, other than that, we're going to get right back in to We Die Here. All right, and we pick back up, or no, we leave Andy's apartment where he has burned these the clothes that Derek was wearing when he was when he died, and we pick up with April. April, where are you around noonish this day? Uh, around noonish, I have gone over to the community college. I have a meeting with my former advisor. I want to pick up a copy of my transcripts because I'm going to try and apply to grad school out of state. Okay. Well, your advisor's office is above the library. So the library is two floors. It opens up from the top so you can see over the bottom. Uh, Excuse me, their office is up on the second floor and you're just kind of waiting in a chair outside their office for them to finish up with another student beforehand. Mm -hmm. Uh, The library's pretty busy for a small community college, which the community college is, is small. It's like two buildings, you know, one's the library building. One has all the other classrooms, a few classrooms in the library building, but it's a real small community college that because nearest university, I mean, it's probably actually like a satellite, um, like a satellite location for a bigger university is what it really is. They just, everybody calls it the community college. Cause you know, that's what it is in this town where you can go and not have to go far away to get your, you know, furthering education. So you're sitting there, you're hearing the students that are a little, a lot of them are a little younger than you. They're fresh out of, you know, fresh out of high school, fresh, fresh, like 19, 20 year olds. You hear them down in the library, you know, and everything they're talking. And it's just enough that 
it kind of drones you off to sleep. You know, you're sitting here waiting. You've been waiting 20 minutes for this advisor to, to finish up. And you didn't sleep well last night. You stumbled upon this burning building. And <laughs> so you do. You, you start to doze off. You fall asleep. And within a few minutes, you're dreaming. And it's a pleasant dream. You're, you're doing what you like to do, and that's walk around Cliffsdale. You know, you're doing your normal routine of just getting your, your peace. You know, you're, you're walking around. Again, it's a, it's a picture-perfect day. It, it is daytime in, in your dream, which is weird because you usually do your walking around at night. You don't do a lot of daytime because in the day, people will come up and chit-chat, talk to you, you know, tell you different stories or whatever and want to know about your, your day. But in the dream, it is picture-perfect day. Temperature is nice. And I mean, it's a little, it's that, it's that good kind of cool, you know, where, where it's just the right temperature where you don't need a thick jacket, but you know, a nice sweatshirt, nice comfy sweatshirt goes a long way. And you're walking around, you, you walk by the library in your dream. You walk by the high school, you walk by the apartments, uh, you walk by old towns, cliff, old town, Cliffsdale, and you're just make, you know, just wandering around. Um, you walk by a small park and you see Andy there with Yoshi. You get real excited. You run up to Yoshi and start petting. And as as you look at Andy, Andy's dressed funny, dressed in a football jersey, jeans. Uh, not normally, unless it's like a spirit week. But even, I mean, you know, Andy didn't. It's just, it's just an odd look for Andy. Uh, but it's a dream, so you know, it's whatever. That, that part of you that's still awake in a dream is like, ah, oh, it's just dream logic, whatever. You pet Yoshi a little bit in your dream and you stand up to leave and it, it clicks into your mind of the dream that these clothes are what Derek was wearing when you saw Alice murder Derek all those years ago. Mm. Alice doesn't know that you saw it happen, but, and as this, this comes into realization in your mind, you see like, blood just a small trickle of blood dripped down onto andy's shoulder onto the football jersey andy andy smiles says have a good day and you lean down give yoshi a little rub and they walk off and so you continue your walk through town um and suddenly it's night and you just have this bad feeling that something's not right Something terrible is in the town. And, and the more you walk around, you realize it's, it's not just night. It is dark. It is very dark. Like, you can't see that far ahead of you. So you turn a corner between two buildings, and there's a wall there. And so you turn, and you start walking away, uh, and you go between a couple other buildings. You turn, and you come up against another wall. And that panic starts to set in a little bit and you start to walk faster. You're going through town and it seems like every street you turn down, there's a wall, just this big wall. Uh, it goes up forever. It goes side to side forever. It's impossible, um, but it's there. And you begin to walk faster and you turn corners and there's a wall and you turn around and there's walls. There's walls everywhere. You cannot find your way out of this town. You open doors and there's a wall. You can't get in your house because you open the door and there's a wall. Everywhere you go, there's a wall. Except for one place. You you finally make your way outside of town and 
you're on that little footpath that goes towards the cliffs and there's walls everywhere that are forcing you to keep moving forward because that's the only way there is for no walls. You you're walking and you're taking that path that, that will lead to the cliffs where there's a picnic table, you know, where people come and they eat and have nice picnics and it's so dark and you get to the edge and you look down at the water and you see the waves are just crashing hard and it's so loud. The waves are crashing and you see just coming from the wall, you see this black mass start to ooze out of it and kind of flop and writhe onto the top of the water. It's moving around a lot and you see these yellow eyes and this black mass as it's kind of climbing up the cliff towards you, like just slapping itself up the cliff. It's just like a ball rolling and the, the, it's just moving and undulating. And as it moves, it parts and where one of these eyes was, you see a face and it's Alice's face. And then it closes over and another eye opens and it's Anita's face. And then it closes and you see this over and over again. You see Alice and Anita's face over and over again and Derek's face. And as this mass comes up and towers over you and starts to, to come down on you. When at the time it would crush you is when you wake up. I'm going to let you tell me how you wake up. Um, as it would, as it would hit me, whatever, like visceral crunching sound I would hear from being crushed is what it sounds like. I think I'm hearing and I like jolt awake, uh, still sitting in the chair outside the, uh, the office of my, my former counselor. Um, and it's just some of the students joshing around, slamming a door, uh, not using the library for appropriate library purposes, but I can't, remember seeing the mass like I know I was crushed by something and I know that there were familiar faces but I can't it's it's just beyond my grasp like just past my fingertips I cannot get that that piece of information back into the front of my brain and I assume at this point my my counselor comes out their door uh perfectly ready to talk to me (laughs) yeah they walk out and um they see that you're distressed like oh hey um Everything all right? Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's fine. Um, uh, um, uh, fine, fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Thank you for asking. Thanks. That's um, um, that's that's nice of you to ask. Thank you. How are you? Good. Uh, okay. Oh uh, well. Uh, I mean, I'm all right. Um, I've you know just meeting with students and um. Okay. Does this person know you? Like, do they make it? Yeah. Okay. Like, um, you're here for your transcript, right? Yes. Uh, please. Yeah. Um, I, I, I emailed you about it, uh, last week. Oh, right. Right. Uh, um, let me print that off and yeah, I'll give it to you. The no big thing. If I'd known that's what you're, you know, that's what you're here for. I would have just left it in a folder. Sorry. That that slipped my mind, I guess. So, and he goes back in his office and Mm -hmm. you're tapping on the computer. Um, and then you hear kind of a commotion coming down, coming from down below in the library. Mm-hmm. Library, you hear. I mean, you you just hear voices kind of off in the distance a little bit, 
so you can't quite make it out, but something's going on. I mean, you, you hear people, it kind of starts as confusion, then a little bit of kind of panic a little bit. You hear the voice, like this just kind of mumbles that you're hearing, you know, kind of off towards the front of the library. Uh, so I guess I, I get up and go to like the edge of the balcony of the upper level to see if I can't get a visual on what's what's causing the commotion and you look over and you you know you you kind of follow where it's coming it's coming from the front where the doors are uh and and you you someone's like is this some sort of fucking joke and someone's like i don't know i mean it's and you know you hear somebody slapping something like you hear someone's hand slapping against like i mean it sounds like brick uh i start moving closer to to where that's happening is there like do i need to go down a set of stairs or yeah you would go down a set of stairs okay uh so i start slowly going down the stairs and moving towards the commotion yeah and so you make your way up and someone comes out like the front door is in a little like atrium you know kind of there's two heads so it goes behind a wall to get to it so as you come down you can't see even a student comes out and is like how the fuck do they expect us to get out of here now and when would they even have time to do that and you walk around and you see the doors are opened inward and there's this gray wall in the frame of the doors i turn and run for the back of the building yeah you you take off and run to the back of the building where the emergency exits are. And uh, you pass students that are have the same idea. They're walking that way. And you hit the door and it opens and you, you run outside to the back of the building and the alarm goes off behind you uh, because it is an emergency exit door. Uh, but yeah, you are outside. Hmm. And shortly thereafter, some students come out and they're confused, like, like, how they're just talking like how would they even build a wall inside the door frame and i mean it's just a lot of confusion about how this wall was there i uh i leave i start heading home i'm i don't want to stick around i don't need the transcript that bad yeah so yeah you make your way home um and you get home and you open your door and your parents are there. Um, your dad's watching TV and your mom's in the kitchen doing something. And is that you, April? Yeah, yeah, it's me. I'm back. What were you doing? Oh, I was just uh, just visiting, uh, just visiting over at the, the campus, uh, see if uh, anybody wanted to take me up on that uh, tutoring offer. Uh, that I put up. And your mom comes out of the kitchen with a dish towel, drying her hands. She's like, that is so wonderful. That, that I'm so are, are, are you, are you going to stay at, at school and, and do that and tutor and, and stay here? I don't know for sure. Nobody's asked me to, to, to actually be their tutor. So I could probably, I'm not committed to anything. Well, I just think that would be fantastic if you if you stayed in any of those kids and and you'd be home and, and you know and then 
in this, then it, I mean, it, it'd be wonderful. I think that's a, I think that's a great idea, April. I do. Mm-hmm. I know. I am aware of your opinion on me staying here. I cannot, can I make you some food? Uh, I mean, we just, we just finished lunch. We just had, just had some bologna sandwiches. Want me to make you a sandwich? Sure. That would be nice. Thank you. Okay. Well, I'll, 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 I'll bring it up to you, I guess, if, if you're going upstairs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll bring it up to you, but I mean, I do, you know, and you start to head up and she's like, Hey, I just, I just think that's wonderful, April, that you're going to, stay in tutor and, and, you know, share all that knowledge that you have. Thanks. Thanks, mom. All right. So you go upstairs. Um, what's your plan for the next few hours or so? Um, eat a bologna sandwich, obviously. Eat a bologna sandwich. Probably set my alarm and try to do, uh, like a short series of cat naps, not let myself be asleep long enough to have another full length nightmare, but still try and catch up on my sleep. Okay. So I can wander around town all night again. All like right. I do. You catch some naps and we'll leave you there in the comfort of your home. Uh, that's so inviting and perfect. Kent, yes. what the fuck? <laughs> Like as soon as you're like, oh, there's a commotion. Oh, is this some kind of joke? I was like, there's a fucking wall, and there's a fucking wall somewhere down there. Get out of here! <laughs> I said it keep getting worse. It keeps getting worse. I'm scared for you, Chris. I'm real scared. Well, funny you should mention, oh, Kristen. Oh, I'm gonna mute I myself feel like again. I hear my child calling. Uh, and I Tim's like, get out here and help me, please. I can record again in the early morning when it's very bright and sunny outside. <laughs> Nonsense. Because we're going to the library. The library proper this time. Clipsdale Public Library. Anita, what's today look like? Uh, I think Anita has just like a set of... Um, like a routine. She has a routine that she does when she goes to to open. She probably wipes things down um, at the counter when, when people first come in and uh, maybe puts on like a pot of coffee, uh, shelves some more books and just kind of gets the the day ready or the library ready for the day. Okay. Yeah. So you do all that and it's about two in the afternoon, you know, and the library's been real slow today. Not a lot of people in. A couple of people came in, you know, um, just wandering around, reading. Some people come in there and read the USA Today. They come and get, you know, you get the paper at the library. So they come in and read it there instead of paying for a subscription. Um, yeah, but around 2 o'clock, it's, it's, it's empty. And you're sitting back behind the desk, something you don't do. You usually busy yourself, you know, straightening books and stuff. But, you know, you've had a bit of a morning with, going to the diner for breakfast, talking to Cynthia. So you're feeling that old Cliffsdale, I need to get some sleep urge. Not necessarily a tiredness, but just right now a nap sounds like just the most perfect thing. And no matter how much coffee you may have drank, uh, it's, you know, you're settling in, you, you kick your feet up on a little box underneath the desk and 
lounge back and you begin to drift off. And it's not too long before the... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'll stop. (laughs) It's not too long before you begin to dream. And your dream is a series of flashes that are happening. They're nondescript, nonsensical at first. They don't really mean anything. Flashes of stuff when you were a kid playing ball or walking the halls at school. Uh, then the dream settles in on on a night that that you remember in real life. It's a football game. Uh, you're up in the stands. You're watching, and Derek's out there on the field, star running back of the of the team. I mean, kind of kind of all pro player in these parts. The Cliffsdale Knights are winning the game pretty handily. Derek's had a couple touchdowns already. We're we're into the fourth quarter. Uh, but but the opposing team, the uh, the stone throw hedgehogs, are trying to fight back. Uh, they're they're making a go of it. But Derek is gets the ball, um, and you know you you're you're cheering on. You you have a nice coke in your hand that you're drinking, and Derek's running, and you you go to take a drink of your coke, and you look at it, and it's a beaker from the science lab filled with some sort of clear liquid. Um, and then the you look up at the action on the field and Derek has stopped mid-run and it's just staring at you. The action continues around him. The play is still going on, but Derek is standing there holding the ball and no one is tackling him. Uh, and he he smiles and this foam starts to push out from behind his teeth through the cracks between his teeth and drip down his chin onto his jersey Uh, and he's just smiling the whole way and your dream cuts flash cuts to another scene uh this one you don't remember it's weird you and derek are walking together alongside a lake which it's the, there's the lake. I mean, you can hear the birds singing and, you know, you hear the wind in the trees. Um, the lake is, but the lake is black and like oily and it smells awful, but you're happy. Uh, Derek's happy. And as you look around and like all the leaves in the trees are yellow, but not like fall yellow, like they're dying. Just they're all yellow, like they're diseased. And you're walking and you're having some sort of, you know, nonsense goal, doesn't matter, talk. Uh, And Derek's saying something to you, but as he's talking, it drones on because you're distracted by a bubbling in the lake. These bubbles are bubbling up and bursting. And you get the sense that something's rising to the surface. Um, But then you look back at Derek and he's smiling at you, standing there. And his mouth is full of this black foam that's dripping out onto his shirt and he opens his mouth and begins to laugh. And the foam is just, you know, coming out of his mouth and spittle everywhere. Uh, And then your dream flashes and you're back at the football field. Uh, But it's just you in the stands. There's no one else. It's only you. And it's only Derek on the field standing there holding the football, smiling. This foam is just pulling around his feet. It's covering his cleats. It's making a big puddle 
in the field around him and he's just smiling at you and it's the field itself is covered in these yellow leaves that that you saw in the trees they cover everything and Derek's just smiling and he opens his mouth to speak and then he's next to you and the foam is bubbling out and he's his mouth's moving he's he's sent, he's trying to talk but this foam just keeps pouring out and you notice just a small trickle of blood drips from his head onto his jersey on the back left shoulder and then you wake up screaming uh is there anyone in the library um you don't know yet because as you're screaming and coming to your senses, the first thing you focus on is this beaker of clear liquid that's in your hand. Uh, Anita, as as soon as she kind of realizes where she is and that Derek isn't there, um, she hears this this screaming and she's trying to think. Um, and she wishes that the screaming would stop and it takes her a few seconds to realize that it's her that is screaming. Uh, and when she does realize she, she stops and she takes a few shaky breaths and she puts the, the beaker of, of clear liquid down on the, on the desk. And then she immediately, um, starts to look around to see if there is anybody nearby. You scream, you put the beaker down. And you look up to see Stephen is standing there, uh, who has dropped his messenger bag on the ground because he has had himself a fright at this librarian who was sleeping just a moment ago and woke up screaming. He says, oh my God, are you okay? Oh, um, so, uh... Sorry, I was just, um, I just was having a dream. I'm, uh, sorry. Some dream. I I mean, oh, yeah. scared me. I mean, my heart's pounding. Just, goodness. I, uh, so I'm, I'm sorry. I, uh, I stayed just, I just stayed up a little late last night and was, um, watching something that I probably shouldn't have been watching. Um, she kind of smooths down her, her clothes and, and, takes a breath to attempt to settle herself and um, doesn't look at the beaker of liquid on purpose and tries to get him into a conversation. So I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for giving you a fright. Um, uh, how, how, how can I help you? Oh, well, uh, I just, I just came by to, to really look at the space, I guess. Um, I mean, I, you know that our original location burnt to the ground. So oh yes, we're trying to relocate. Uh, I mean, the, the obvious choice would be the theater workshop of Cliffsdale. But, mm-hmm. you know, Cynthia wanted me to scout out a couple other places. So I thought I'd check out the library and, you know, see see if I thought that it would handle a crowd that we expect to have. Uh, he looks around, he's like, which I'm not certain about unless all these shelves can be moved. Um, uh, no, uh, I, I don't know where we would, would put the shelves. Um, so I don't think we can move them. 
Uh, but you're, you're welcome to take a look around if, if you'd like to take a look around or ask, ask me any questions that you, that you have. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I guess, I, I don't guess we can do it here. I mean, there's not enough room, but I can tell Cynthia, I checked it out, but yeah. Um, hmm. yeah, I, I can't remember Cynthia ever coming in here. She may not know what the space is. So I'm happy to tell her that you checked it out if she asks me and you can, you can have it, you know, um, at the theater workshop. Let me think, what do I want to do with Steven? I'm shaking my head at you, Kent. Cause I haven't had a second to do it yet, but God damn. <laughs> I want to know which one of these you thought creeped you out. Was it that one or was it the last one? Because both of them really got me. They were the all creep like, all four. Yeah, they're all terrifying. Um I mean it was a combination of all of them. Probably Kristen's though, because that one ugh. that one was a lot. Yeah. Him him as soon as he appeared next to her, I was like, no. Nope, I know. Nope, I nope, saw nope, it in my nope. head too. I was like, I was like oh, he's over my shoulder. Oh god. <laughs> All right, so Don't scare me with tabletop can't get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so I think he's actually just going to kind of walk around a little bit at the library um, and just kind of take it in because he didn't really look around when he was there yesterday. He just mm-hmm. was in there for a purpose and got got what he needed and left. So he's like, you know, it's kind of a nice, nice little building you got here. It's kind of quaint, you know, I like libraries. They're, you know, I mean, <laughs> found myself a job in the book world. So it's not a stretch. Yeah. I really enjoy being here. It's one of my favorite places. And then he comes out and goes, you know, um, you might find it funny. I did, uh, I did, I did lock my door last night as at your, you know, urging at the oh. hotel. Oh <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, you know, always, always better to be safe than sorry. Uh, how, how did you sleep? in the motel you know i slept really good really good i mean like i slept well the night before i slept i mean it's just something about this town i mean i don't know if it's just the quietness of it or or what but i just sleep really good here it's nice i mean it makes you <laughs> it makes you not want to leave really i mean but yeah well you could you could always stay we we always have room for more oh well <laughs> No, I mean I've got you know I've I've got to move on. Obviously, it's just you know your, your town has a nice quaintness to it, you know. So, but thank you. Obviously, I've got to move on. <laughs> so yeah, um, does anybody want to enter this scene? Um, I have a I have a mild interest. Uh, yeah, Andy here. would as well. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Ooh, let's. Let's get everyone together. Let's mm-hmm. get everyone together. It's so, a- like, are we just going to hand wave that giant ass teddy bear and we're just going to, like, not even go there and, like, <laughs> I'm just here? I mean, you can tell that story. I'm, I'm not, no, I'm not into it. I would just want to skip yeah. it. I think it's oh, funnier yeah, no. if we just, like, yeah. just nah. absolutely, like, no, nah, like, it, like, it didn't even, like, it didn't even happen. Alice is just I mean, here smiling and being creepy as hell. It's not going <laughs> to get up, in, it's not going to get up and attack anyone. It is generally just a teddy bear. So, yeah, it's just a giant teddy bear sitting <laughs> on the ground. So, who gives a shit? 20 foot uh, but, tall teddy bear. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Yeah, so that's why you put tall teddy bear. Uh, excuse me, there's broken glass in my omelet. Can I get a discount? 
A teddy bear uh, ruined my breakfast. My food Ooh, from the teddy bear that just burst through the damn window. And I bet this will be the first time that all four of our characters have been in the same room we have since high school. No, we haven't yet. This is this first time. And we yeah, were all friends in high school, correct? Sort that of, yeah. The, the thing. Yeah. Like we were I was a huge kids. goon. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You all seem like a bunch of nerds to me, but. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely a nerd. That's, so that's Andy was me. definitely a nerd. Oh, so Alice was your bad friend? Yeah. <laughs> Alice and Tabby were the bad the bad girls at school who told like absolutely like preacher's daughter got in all the trouble. It was like, oh, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. I like it. Of course. All right. So I think Steven's still here. He's just walking around. He doesn't really have anything else to do at the moment. Of course, uh, Steven. Who comes Steven in first? Service. Who shows up first? Probably um, April. Yeah, um, April. April. Show is camped out there. Because I'm going to be done work earlier. Because I worked early. Yeah, so I'll be done before Andy. But I think that. Well, Andy left to work early. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you just noped right the hell out of there. It's probably about three mm-hmm. thirty. I feel like we closed the diner when the giant teddy bear showed up too. I oh yeah. Like that's yeah. Like <laughs> close. We're like, nah. We're Steffi's like, well. Steffi's like, I hope it's full of weird meat. I can make burgers out of. <laughs> Oh, dude, you cut open the teddy bear and it's full of meat. No, oh, no. Oh, oh, that's canon now. That's totally a thing. <laughs> I'm not even... We have to leave this bit in just... Teddy bear meat. Yeah, teddy bear meat. <laughs> God. Oh, God. Um, while Stephen looks around, Anita definitely goes and, and puts the beaker in her desk. Okay. All right, so April, you walk in. Yeah. I'm going to let y'all have this scene for a little bit. I'm not going to interject. Uh, so y'all make your interests whenever you feel like you need to. Uh, so April walks in and sees that Steven is there and just automatically takes whatever the opposite direction is and works around the outside wall, uh, picks up her uh, anatomy textbook and settles herself into a corner table where she has like eyes on the most of the building, the most of the room, but like it's trying very much to still not be seen. It's great. Cause as you come in, uh, you notice Steven in turn and he turns at the same time, not to notice you like obviously avoiding him but <clears throat> enough that he thinks you're still looking and waves at you, but on oh. the back of your head. So he's waving in this library to no one. And so oh, he Steven. slowly puts his hand back behind his head and scratches the back of his head. Oh, Steven. Back to a book. Poor guy. (laughs) Poor buddy. Uh, April, do you normally, like, keep to yourself, or would you normally chat with Anita? Okay. Uh, Normally keep to myself. Any any chatting is usually horribly awkward. Okay. Just how I do. So then I think at this time is when, uh, is when Anita would be going back to the, like, to the front of the library and, and hiding the the beaker probably in her purse in a desk drawer so while anita's gone uh i think april is like looking at her book right mm-hmm. and you're like trying to be vigilant you're like you'll be sneaking up on me right now I'm a little creeped out. Yes. so you yes. look down at your book and then you look up and alice is fucking standing in front of you and i jump a mile and she's just like, oh, hi, April. I haven't seen you since high school. It's so good to see you. How you been? And she like slides down into the chair across from you. And she looks like rough. Like the makeup is starting to, because you've been <laughs> for long enough and you sweat. Like it's yeah. to come off. So you can see she's got like these unsettling bags under her eyes. And she's just smiling. 
and she's got a book in front of her, mm-hmm. um, which is a copy of one of Cynthia's books. Um, she's got a copy of like the eyes, the eyes that were watching, right? And she just like slides out of the seat and she's like looking super exhausted and just beaming at you. Oh, it's so good to see you. We never, why don't you come to the diner? Have a burger. Come on. You never come around no more. I, uh, uh, I, uh, um, uh, I, uh, uh, vegetarian. I, I, oh, that's a shame. (laughs) Your parents must be so, so, so proud. They try. Uh, uh, thank you, though. That's, uh, you're very sweet to offer. Uh, you, uh, you, um, uh, killing it. You're killing it. Doing real good. You're doing real good. I can tell. Wider and wider. (laughs) But, like, it's not. But, like, I think maybe, maybe you just start to, like, like, joker ass big. (laughs) Beaming at you. And it's the fakest smile you've ever seen in your life. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so well uh, yeah, I should find Anita I, I, I really need to get this book checked out I wanted to give it another read before you know uh, I don't know what's going to happen with, with the reading but I was hoping that I could I could get Cynthia to you know sign sign my copy at the house but I just I wanted to read this one because mine's all super embarrassing and I just I you know I wanted to I'm going to go now Okay. Like points, and she's like, uns- like this face. Just like, <laughs> I'm gonna go now. Okay, good to see okay, you. Okay, and she just like, the table a little too loud. Like, gets up and like, walks probably directly at Steven without even realizing he's there. Oh, my like, poor Almost Steve. bumps him and he's like, oh, excuse me. I'm just gonna scoot right on through here. And she like, scoots right past him between him and like a shelf instead of going around. <laughs> and just about at that time, you hear the very familiar jingle of Yoshi's uh, like little collar tags uh, and you hear the library door close and you see Andy walk in back in his normal um, you know his normal attire that he would have been wearing at school um, like a you know like a button down long sleeve shirt and some you know gray slacks or something um, and he's got He's got his like bag with him, his over the shoulder bag, and he looks very uncomfortable as he steps through the threshold of the library. Uh, and Yoshi, I imagine, just kind of goes off to wherever he'd actually probably, if he smells April, he probably goes and finds April. And uh, he's he's Good just standing there looking around. <laughs> And I imagine, does he? Would he see anybody? Like, would anyone just be right there out in the open? I feel like it's more fun if you can't see anyone else, and like the shelves are in the way, so you just we <laughs> yeah. don't see each other. Like, there's no eye contact with anyone. Right. So Andy, Andy doesn't see anybody, and he just hello. And then you hear a loud ding, right? At, like, like just a minute. Like you're like, oh, there's nobody, and then just like a ding. And if you like go around the corner and look, Alice is just standing, but like 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 tree straight, just like standing at the counter with this book sat right in front of her. Her hands are on it, and she looks like if you like, she probably got still got her work clothes on, but you can see that like her back is probably like super tensed, right? Like the cords in her neck are like like she's probably got a vein somewhere, and you can see that she's just like standing there, like just clenching every muscle she has, just like. 
Just got to make it through today. I will be fine. Andy walks up to the counter and sets his bag up on the counter next to Alice and pulls out um, a book about um, sleep disorders. Fuck no, you asshole. (laughs) And he just puts it on the counter. I'm just... Oh, hey, hey, Alice, I'm just returning my book. Oh, hi, Andy. And she looks down at the book and she's like still smiling. And then she just kind of like stares at the book and is just staring at it. Oh, I think like her eye starts to twitch a little bit like. "Uh, uh, uh, Oh, yeah, that that's uh, that's nothing. It's just. um, Oh, no, I'm sure. No, just interest. Right. I. uh, Yeah. Yeah, and she just like nod and then smiles back. And okay, I'm gonna like, be straight with you. Let's cut the bullshit, Alice. Have 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 you been able to sleep recently? Not since you came back to town, Andy. And she's still smiling. She's like, I think I've gotten two hours a night for the last six months. Yeah, um, you know, uh, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, I've just been. Um, I-, I had the weirdest dream today. In, in, in class, I fell asleep. I passed out in, in class, and it it, uh, it was terrifying. Uh, I, I know this is a sensitive topic considering, you know, we were all pretty good friends in, in high school. But I, I, I started dreaming about Derek a lot recently. And... It just has me thinking maybe I shouldn't have come back to town. It's like I can't it's like I can't let the memories go. And you know, I, I walk by the bridge every single day and it it gets harder and harder and harder and I'm I'm ready to leave, but I can't leave and like he starts getting like this really big like you yeah. know frantic smile like I, I can't leave because when I leave I can't sleep and do you know what it's like to not sleep for 48 hours straight do you know what that's like without having to chug you know like four bottles of some nondescript brandless uh, cough syrup cough syrup she's like smiling at you and she's like cough syrup yeah, yeah. I had some last night I had a very unsettling dream and then she just turns around, apropos of she just turns around and is like, April, Andy's here. You should come say hi. <laughs> and he looks around, Where, where's Yoshi? Oh, April. Hey, he's with <laughs> April walks up holding Yoshi like a baby, like a very large, oversized, furry baby. <laughs> you, get, you talking about, talking about, um, you guys talking about dreams? I've had a bad dream lately. You know, it's funny. I almost half expect Anita to walk up to the counter here. And Alice rings the bell again. <laughs> Ding. And Anita comes up to the counter from Oh from my a, god. From around the corner. Oh. Oh. Oh, uh April, Alice, Andy. Hi. She walks over and uh, out of her pocket takes a little um treat and feeds it to Yoshi in April's arms. What's <laughs> what what are y'all doing here? Oh, I just wanted to check this book out. And she just like slides it forward. Oh, oh, sure. Yeah, I can help you with that. Thank I just you. wanted to renew the lease on mine. No problem. I don't have anywhere to go. Oh, did you finish that anatomy book, April? 
I'm up to the uh, I'm up to the uh, the section on um, uh, brains and like neurotypical behavior, you know, sleep stuff. And I think Alice just like like the smile gets even more uncomfortable. Just like <laughs> she's Ronald McDonald and horror. <laughs> Just straight up like, yeah, I just, my face, I can't feel it anymore. It hurts. Somebody just stop, please. Andy is usually, and was always the, the blunt one who pointed out the the obvious. In fact, a lot of you generally called him Captain Obvious when he would say things sometimes. He'd say, you know, it. this is uh, the first time we've all been in the same <clears throat> room since uh, high school, since Derek. I guess it is. Oh, it's really nice to see you all again. Yeah, it's it's very nice to see everyone again. Yeah, I I uh, I uh, I feel like I I see you guys all the time in my heart. Oh, that's so yes. sweet! And she like puts a hand on your shoulder. She's clutching Yoshi. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, Alice, you're all you're all set for oh, this book. Any oh, anything thanks, else? Anita. Any other books I can help you find? Um, you know, I was thinking that um, uh, that that book that um, you know, the one that I and she starts to slip right. Like, there's a there's a very distinct, and you all know her well enough to know. There's a way that she used to talk. Al- Alice is not the same person. Like, high school happened. Derek died. And then like within six months, she was very different. Um, like she just was a different person. Like we got out of high school and she started working at the diner and that was it. Like Alice has been this way ever since. And I think she just like, she lets the smile go. She takes a deep breath. She, like opens her eyes and looks up at you. And it's like, she's standing differently. The tension is gone. And she's just like, I need the book that I was looking at the other day, yesterday, the one that you showed me. I need to see that. I would like to check that book out, please, Anita, if you still have it. I mean, you still, of course you still have it. It's a library. Why the fuck wouldn't you have it? Of of course. She's just like, oh, high school Alice is back, guys. That's new. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, of of course. I I mean, I have a few, and and her eyes kind of dart over to April and Andy, and I I have a few other on the same topic. No, no, I need that book. The one, oh. the exact one. I need that same copy of that same book. Okay. Let, uh, if you can wait just a minute, I just want to uh, renew Andy's book. And of then course. I can... Go right ahead. Go, no, okay. go right ahead. I'll, and then uh, I'll just I know right where it is, though. And uh, wait, I guess. Okay. Over uh, here. Sure. Five so feet just... away at the counter. You can... Do you want to have a seat? You, are you... I mean, it won't be that long, right? Uh, no. And then she bumps into Steven. Because she's like backpedaling, and then Steven's just like walking by, looking up at the roof or something, and Stevening oh. about, and then she bumps him, and she's like, "Oh, watch where the fuck you're going, man!" Oh, and then Steve- she like like starts a second. She goes, "Oh my god, I am so sorry. I just I'm I'm so sorry. I I I don't know what came. I I sir, I'm so sorry. I just I it's been a rough it's been a really rough week, and I just I I'm so sorry." So as you're saying that. As you've re- recomposed yourself, um, uh, Stephen starts to apologize, and Andy at the same time is pushing his book across the the counter. Get the fuck out of here! Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> and you look, and Andy, you burned all the clothes. 
and your bathroom basin. But you forgot about the watch. You forgot about Derek's watch. Oh, fuck. And kind of at the same time, all of you see the watch on his wrist. <laughs> wow, like, this is the longest silence. It's totally silent, I imagine. Yeah, it goes silent as you're all taking that in and Steven continues like, oh no, it's it's fine. I walked I walked up on on you on un, unannounced and it's and like he's feeling the silence. <laughs> like he's feeling that something is going on here. Steven, the library is closed. I'm gonna need you to leave. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Visit roll2playpodcast.com for more information. R-O-L-L-2playpodcast.com Like us over on Facebook at Roll2PlayPodcast. Follow us on Twitter at Roll2PlayPod. Have a question or comment? Email us at Roll2PlayPodcast at gmail.com If you want to play with a game with us, just hit us up on any of our social media and let us know. And lastly, our music is the intro track from the Spellbreaker EP by Tritachion. Visit soundcloud.com slash tritachion. Marsh Haven is on the up as those good eggs over at Mondo Corps have done it again by announcing an Hello. 150 new jobs once they open the doors to the Phoenix Plaza. Various boutiques and offices, the plaza boasts a new exhibition space, famous Pete Mummy, and a much needed cash injection into local secondary school, Anna Kingsford College. Hello. Look, if you can hear this, then maybe all is not lost. Marsh Haven is not the place that you think it is. It has secrets, and there doesn't seem to be a sane adult in a hundred miles of the place who wants to know. Look, just spread the word. The kids are doing the best they can, but the country needs to know. The world needs to know that... Brits on Bikes is an actual play podcast powered by the Kids on Bikes RPG. Listen on your preferred podcatcher and follow us on Twitter at Brits underscore bikes. Keep on biking.